painful sex, peeing when you sneeze, heavy menstrual bleeding, hemorrhoids, these are just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to crap women deal with after childbirth, surgery, or just living life as a woman. Yet no one talks about it. How can we live our best life as a woman, mom, partner, and athlete without having to settle for average sex or dirty pants? This is the question, and this podcast will dive into real answers. If you get offended easily, this is not the podcast for you. We get real, and sometimes real isn't pretty or proper. If you have young ones nearby, we suggest you put in headphones. We are Joss and Jenny, and welcome to Real Talk with the Pelvic Docs. Before we get started, if you like what you hear, follow us on Instagram, at the Vagina Doc and at Pelvic Boxer. DM us and we will personally answer your questions. For this episode and all future episodes, please keep in mind our disclaimer. The information on this podcast is intended as general information only and should not be substituted or used in lieu of medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to episode four of Real Talk with the Pelvic Docs. Today we have our inaugural guest on, Kayla Hoffmeyer, who's here to talk to us about health, fitness, and her postpartum recovery. We hope you enjoy. Hey Jocelyn, how it's going? It's going well. How are you, Jenny? I'm good. So I'm super excited. This is our fourth podcast, but we have our inaugural guest on our show today. Kayla Hoffmeyer is with us. So Kayla is actually a really good friend of mine. Her husband and my husband were roommates in grad school, so we got to spend lots of time together on spring break and such. Um, But Enough about our background. We want to jump right into this episode and just inhale everything that Kayla has to tell us today. So Kayla, tell us a little bit about yourself and um, kind of what sparked your interest on coming on the podcast when we asked you. Hey guys, so I'm so excited to be able to speak to everybody today. It really was an honor to be asked to do this because I feel like this podcast represents so much realness that we all just need to hear about some of the hard things that we go through as women. And it's just hard to talk about sometimes because we feel very uncomfortable about it, but it's just what we need to hear. So that's what I love doing in my health and fitness journey. So I was very honored to be asked to do this, but my name is Kayla and I am married and have a almost 12 week old baby. I live in Cincinnati. By the way, (laughs) she is definitely the light of my life and has really introduced me to a lot of new things, feelings, and all of the things that happens when you become a mom. But I have an athletic training background. I went to school for what feels like a million years to be an athletic trainer. (laughs) I had these crazy goals for myself to work in the college setting as an athletic trainer. Like I just loved the idea of helping other people and just being there for them when they were going through a hard time and to get them back out there on the field. I thought it was just so incredibly rewarding. So the concept of that job really just, I was very passionate about that. But I spent all of my time doing this 
on my job and I was helping every single other person over helping myself and it drove me a little bit away from that career path. I knew that that was definitely part of my calling of what I wanted to do is help other people and be there for them and just be that motivator to help them live their best life and be the best athlete that they could. But that was not the correct place for me to be. And I ended up getting out of that career for the most part. And I now do online health and fitness coaching. I am a beach body coach and that kind of came into my life at the perfect time because I loved the concept of what I was doing, but I didn't love what I was actually doing and felt like I needed a change in order to live my absolute best life while also pursuing a career that I loved. So I'm really thankful for kind of how everything almost fell apart on me because it all ended up coming together because I found out what I was supposed to be doing and my life would look a lot different today if that wouldn't have happened because I get to do this job that I love helping other women and speaking so much truth into their lives and I also get to be a very present mother and wife and all those things that we all love doing and being a part of and being present and it's just amazing so that's part of my story and it's I feel like I've come a long way in the past couple of years with finding who I really am and what I was really meant to do but that is kind of my background in my career and a little bit more about my job as a coach and athletic trainer and all that fun stuff so Kayla thank you so much for that introduction I want to dive into some different pieces of that so just because I've known you for a while, and I know that you've kind of struggled with finding the right fitness for you, talk us through just your health journey and maybe just a little bit about your own perceptions of yourself, whether that's physical, mental, emotional, and how you kind of transformed to where you are right now. So I've definitely been involved in the fitness world for a pretty extended period of time, I would say. It's always really been a part of my routine, but it has drastically changed from when I was in college to grad school to now. And I think it really initially was more of, I was looking to be somebody else through fitness. Like I would just see somebody else in need to do exactly what they were doing because I felt like that was the correct thing. And I thought if I was going to do exactly what they were doing, I would look exactly like them. And that was my perception of fitness for a very long time. And that's a very negative mindset to have when you're going into it. And I realized that pretty quickly because I wasn't feeling fulfilled from the fitness journey that I was on because I was just so focused on being somebody that I wasn't. And I think when you transform your mindset into doing it for you only, like to be your best self, the best version of yourself in your own body, then it makes a huge difference. Um, I was going to like I was a very avid gym goer and I was, I didn't really feel like I knew what I was doing. And I think that was what was hindering my 
performance and my results and just feeling like I loved what I was doing so much because I didn't really understand why I was doing it or what I was doing. And when I got into the field that I am in now, part of it is fitness and we are provided with different programs that we can work our way through and it helps us stay on a program. It helps us stay on track and to go through fitness in a different outlook than just going to the gym and going through the motions and spending all this time doing all these things that you don't even know are going to help you and that you don't feel like are actually for you. And I think your perception really can change if you're doing the right type of program for your body because you can feel like it's not just about a number on a scale. It's more about doing it because you like doing it and doing it to show up for yourself, not to show up and try to look like somebody else. Um, I think your mindset can change so much when you are participating in something that you love doing that works into your lifestyle and that you feel like you can fit in without making it a burden on yourself. So I really liked what you said about finding something to where you're showing up for yourself. And I know you post a lot. And one thing that I really admire about you and some of the other people I follow on Instagram is kind of talking about having this dedication that even when you're not motivated, because we're not always going to feel motivated, we still have this dedication because it's for ourselves. So now that you have a sweet little baby girl who I know you, you know, you have a large responsibility to take care of because your husband is an athletic trainer and he's very busy. <laughs> um, what is showing up for yourself now look like compared to pre-baby? So honestly, as a mom, things are so much harder than I ever would have imagined. And right now it is the way that it's different is because Previously, before a baby, before pregnancy, it was like if I didn't feel like I went in 100 million percent into my workout and that I crushed it, like I didn't feel like it was successful. I didn't feel like I showed up enough for myself. And now if I move my body enough and I get up early and I just make it a priority to try, <laughs> no matter how it looks, because it definitely does not look the same that is a huge success. And I think anybody who's a mom can understand too, like if you create 20 to 30 minutes for yourself a day, you have won the day. And that's what it's all about. Like it looks so much different in regards to a fitness standpoint and like how you feel like you crush your workout because you can hardly sometimes do any of the moves because your body is a very, very different postpartum. Fourth trimester is hard. Um, but if you just make yourself a priority for a certain amount of time, I think that's a huge success. And if you just try and put forth the effort, like I, sometimes my workouts at this point, like I just have a baby laying on the floor next to me and use her as my weights. And you have to look at it from a different perspective because if you get frustrated because something comes up 
in parenthood or if you can't do a move because your body's not strong enough yet. And if you let some of that stuff discourage you, you are going to have a very hard time to overcome your mindset and that whole perspective changes. And once you can accept that, you can really thrive in your postpartum journey. So Kayla, I, I mean, all these things are incredibly motivational, but this is real talk with the pelvic docs. So tell us a little bit about how pregnancy was for you. Um, what kind of changes your body went through? Maybe some changes that were unexpected in a good way, changes that were unexpected in a not so good way. And then how your body is recovering. I know you mentioned that it's different now. Um, sometimes I think with some of the negative language that's out there with the mommy tummy or the mommy belly and getting rid of the mommy tummy or belly. Um, it, it's just, it puts such a negative connotation. Like you just grew a human inside of your body. Not everybody can do that. So just talk us through like, how has your body changed? How do you feel about yourself? What are you doing to kind of um, move into this new period of life? So in regards to my pregnancy, if I were to rate it on a scale of being super easy to super difficult, it would definitely be more on the easy scale. I didn't really have any crazy pregnancy symptoms, which I'm so thankful for, but it was a huge reality check for me to be going in the opposite direction on a fitness journey because your body is growing. And especially throughout your first trimester, even though you're not really growing that much. Your body is changing more significantly, I feel like, in that first trimester than it does at like any other point in your pregnancy because you're, you just don't feel like yourself. And right there, like starting with my workouts, I struggled so hard and it was really defeating, I guess I would put it, because... I was just so used to feeling like I could crush it every single day. And then all of a sudden I can't hardly do anything and all the modifications come into play and all the clothes start not fitting and it can be very frustrating. And I feel like I definitely had some of those feelings of like negative mindset creeping in on my body, even though I was so incredibly happy and excited. And it's okay to feel like that. And I think sometimes we can feel like we're doing something wrong by feeling that way during pregnancy. Like you are getting these stretch marks and your like legs look different and they look heavier and your ankles are swollen and your belly feels soft and your boobs are huge. Like it's just so hard sometimes. let's be real your boobs were huge I like I don't know how you were breathing they were like up in your face I don't that was part of the reason why I had a really hard time working out <laughs> no jumping was allowed and that was very hard <laughs> any good sports bras that you can recommend to our listeners in that late stage of pregnancy if they have larger chests oh my gosh I really wish I had a better recommendation but I don't I just had to wear like two or three <laughs> All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, two or three sports bras. It's not even, during pregnancy, I thought it was bad. Postpartum, it was real bad. So if you're pregnant and you feel like your boobs are on the struggle right now, just wait. 
but the, all those changes in your body, they are so hard to deal with, but you have to look at it from a positive light, even if it's hard, but it is okay to feel that way sometimes with like all the like stretch marks and all that fun stuff that comes with pregnancy. But I honestly felt pretty good towards the middle and end part of my pregnancy. And I was working out every single day up until the very, very end. And I feel very proud of that. But workouts just look different. But it's so important, I feel like, to continue doing that, to continue moving your body. Because we're, like, if you're pregnant, you're about to embark on one of the hardest things you're ever going to do. And when your body is as strong as it can be, I feel like it helps the process so much. And I truthfully do feel like it helped with my recovery. From a recovery standpoint, I had a very, very hard mindset problem <laughs> postpartum. I honestly did not have a hard labor. It was very easy, if I'm being honest. And describing it. What do you yeah, do? Of course. Easy because I love hearing this and I'm like, wait. Well, I like the day that I gave birth to my daughter, I started out the day like doing a long walk, doing yard work and walking on the treadmill. So <laughs> it started out like a pretty normal day. I was being my most active self and it just kind of hit me real quick. By the time I had spoken with my doctor, I was really rushing to the hospital because within like two hours, my contractions were less than two minutes apart. And I was almost eight centimeters dilated when I got to the hospital. <laughs> so <laughs> they slow down the labor or like the, the final stage or did no, I had to wait about an hour after I got there to get an epidural and it was the most excruciating hour of my life. But after that, it just happened pretty much right away. I labored for like 30 minutes and she was here. <laughs> so it was pretty easy in my recovery. I just don't feel like it was very as challenging as some people go through because I feel like I was so much stronger or I felt so strong going into it. Not that I like I'm stronger than anybody else, but I feel like I had done some of the correct things for my body to prepare to have to go through that and to recover from that. But it's still hard regardless, no matter how easy your labor is. It's so hard to come off of that and feel your body how it is postpartum and I struggled right off the bat pretty much with um the early stages of postpartum depression and that's something that I absolutely never thought that I would experience like you just don't know until you go into it and a lot of what does that look like for you I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you but you said you were in the early stages so what kind of symptoms or mindset were you having and how did you recognize that? I really, it started out for me with feeling pressure of how to feed my child. And I felt like I had an obligation to her to try to breastfeed her. And 
I, even after a few days, I was feeling so resentful towards like my perfect new baby to have her need me literally all of the time. And it was so incredibly hard and I'm a very independent person. So not being able to do anything at all and always having to be there for her every, like every second, I was like, I cannot do this. I don't know how I'm going to make it. Like, this is not what I signed up for. And I hated, I like hated myself, honestly, for feeling that way. So I just had to talk to my husband and I was like, I don't think I can do this like around the clock all the time. I just feel like it's something that it's not, maybe it's not meant for me and I don't want to feel bad about it, but I want to like pour all of my love and attention into her instead of feeling this sense of, I have to do this. Like, and I didn't, I don't know. I just wasn't connecting with that. And I knew that that was not the feeling that I was meant to have during this amazing new time of being a first time mom. So I had to switch things up from that standpoint. And I think like I openly shared about a lot of that on my social media because so many moms feel like, oh, well, I have to do it this way because this is the best way. And I strongly like, I love when women feel like they like can do that and they have this amazing connection. I'm like, so proud of you. Like that is so amazing. I wish I was more like that, but I just wasn't. <laughs> and recognizing that early on, I think was in my best interest because I think it made me a better mom overall to realize that soon enough before it went in a downward spiral. <laughs> so what kind of strategies did you implement when you recognized that there was a problem? What did you do to try to remedy that situation? Well, I knew, like, I just had all of these, like, so many people offer their help, and I wasn't taking any of it. <laughs> I mean, if any moms who are listening, you know, like, everybody's like, oh, let me do this, let me do this, let me help you with this. And you're like, no, I can do it. I'm the mom, I should be able to do it. And allowing other people to come in and assist me was probably the best practice that I could have done for all of our sakes before any of us went totally crazy. And just taking some of that time for me, because we have to remember too, that we are going to be the best parent and the best wife and the best person to everyone around us if we are caring for ourselves first and just kind of getting back into feeling more of that and doing some of the things that really set my mindset straight and just put you in the right tone to take on the day and to deal with everything and to be the best person you can for everybody around you. Does that make sense? Does that answer the question correctly? <laughs> it does. And so it kind of segues 
really nicely into my next question. So one of the ways that it sounds like you show up for yourself and that you really pour into yourself is to do your workouts and through your coaching. And so I'm really curious now, I think Jocelyn and I both have lots of people that ask us this. There's lots of people out there doing things, but as you were getting back into your workouts, you talked about modifications. Can you just tell us some examples of modifications for specific exercises? Because people usually like to have a few very concrete takeaways from this, even though I think there's so many takeaways from this. But what does an, a workout look like? And maybe what would the normal, quote unquote, normal workout look like? And what does it look like with modifications? So I think part of like modifications postpartum, I think one of the most important things is non-impact. Um, I wasn't doing any jumping. I wasn't um, doing anything at first. When I first started, I started working out at four weeks um, and very slowly, very, very slowly. But I was only doing body weight, non-impact, no weights. And I thought that was a great place to start um, because you just really need to ease your body into it because you can go in. I feel like I was going into my workouts and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I'm ready. I feel so strong. I think I can do this. And I would go to do one thing. I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> just kidding. I'm not going to do that yet. And you have to just take it so slow. Like one of the biggest things that I still modify 12 weeks out is different things like burpees or um, anything that really engages your core is so hard. So like I can't, like getting into a full plank position is a little challenging still. So when you, I think if you elevate yourself a little bit up, it is way easier on your core and it's way easier to actually feel like you can do it. Um, that was a big part of my modifications, but I think like workouts started out just so simple, so slow, like even with simple jumping jacks, like just moving your legs and arms in and out instead of jumping, like you just have to go so slow and you have to give yourself so much grace because our bodies are so different after <laughs> having kids and especially around like your core area that is so weak because it was like, it's just so hard to come back from that. And you have to give yourself grace from that standpoint. But some of those modifications I think really helped me be able to ease my way back into it still with certain things like weights and jumping and anything core. I still modify on a relatively regular basis because I just do not feel very strong but I think that's kind of how I started out with my workouts I know I started working out pretty early but I think if you're coming back postpartum just be very careful take it very very slow and just remember how much you went through and how amazing it was if you start to get discouraged <laughs> yeah have you had and, a pelvic floor exam? Did you see a pelvic floor physical therapist? I did not. I wish that I would have. I had researched it a little bit and could not find anybody that I felt super comfortable seeing around the area that I live in. Um, the only thing that I did postpartum, I have seen a chiropractor because I do have diastasis recti and it is 
pretty prevalent in a lot of the stuff that I've been trying to do. And I think that is a bit um, of a milestone that I have to overcome, but that is what I did postpartum. I did not have a pelvic floor therapist. Jenny, do you want to follow that up or do you want me to? Uh, You can go ahead. So what kind of things are you working on with your chiropractor for your diastasis recti? I am doing a lot of breathing work. um, And I realized like when, I feel like when we go over that with somebody, it's like, okay, that's so simple, but it's 100% not. (laughs) And I realized that I am not very good at that. And it is very hard and way harder than it sounds. And I have been doing some um, planking, side planking, and um, I do like, um, I guess I can't really demonstrate this, but more of like bear stance and just contracting my core and keeping it um, in a neutral position and working on my breathing from that position. But those are the things that I'm working on right now because I've been working on it for a couple of weeks now and still feel like I'm struggling from that standpoint. I can't do any type of sit up or anything relatively close to that at this point. So Kayla, I have to make a plug for both of you guys right now. So Jocelyn just started her own business and she's starting some online programming and postpartum diastasis recti are just some of the things that she's very passionate about. Um, How would you feel about her sending you some other things that you could be working on and maybe doing a little bit of um, online coaching kind of back and forth with each other? I would absolutely love that because I feel like it's something that has really been a very frustrating part of my postpartum fitness journey because there's a lot of things that I can't do that I want to do, but I know that if I proceed with doing them, then I'm just going to set myself back more. So that would be amazing. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure that you guys have all your contact information and everything when we get off. So, um, there's so many things to talk about with you, Kayla, but we, we want our listeners to stay engaged and we're getting kind of past that 30 minute mark where we know people start to drop off. So I just want you to tell us a little bit about Beachbody and coaching and how you've been able to use that to pour into other women. Because when Jocelyn and I recognize strong women like yourself and what we're really drawn to um, is really that pouring into other people and you are so excellent at that. So just speak to that a little bit for us. So with coaching, like I feel like I just have the opportunity to show up for my life every day in the best way that I can from a health, fitness, and mindset standpoint and allowing that, like sharing that to help other people do the same. Like this is so much more than just giving somebody a fitness program because that's not what this is about. Like anybody can go online and go purchase a Beachbody program. It is to connect with them and like be so real with our journeys and just talk with them and connect with them and let them know that they can do this too. And that being their best self and growing and moving forward in their life is so important for them to be their best for everyone around them. And 
I think when I first went into coaching, I felt like all it was, was the fitness and nutrition portion. I'm like, well, I'm kind of struggling with that myself. So how can I be a coach? But sharing that journey and sharing the real parts and the hard parts of doing this and like being on a fitness journey, being on a health journey and showing up for yourself and doing personal development, like sharing the hard stuff that goes along with that, along with the rest of your life has really helped me connect with other people and just pour some like truth bombs into them that they can do this too. And it's okay if they're struggling. And if they are, that just means that they are real humans and we can all connect on that level of just being ourselves and sharing real life from all aspects of everything. And it's just been so amazing to bring out all of our truest selves and just to be so fun and connect to make so many friends with everybody. So Kayla, if people want to find you, tell us all your social media tags, emails. Um, how can we find you? Oh gosh. Instagram is where it's at for me. I love hanging out over on Instagram. I, you'll hear a lot of truth bombs, real life, real struggles over there. My handle is Kayla underscore Hoffmeyer. And seriously, like any questions that anybody has regarding health, fitness, pregnancy, fourth trimester, life, or if you just want to be best friends, just come over there and come say hi and we can chat because I love making new friends on Instagram and it is so much fun. So come find me over there. Uh, Kayla, I just have to ask, how many friends do you have on Instagram right now? <laughs> I have almost 10,000. So Whoa, <laughs> dang. I feel like we have Instagram royalty on right now. I know. We're not yeah. worthy. So close. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Any other platforms that you're on, Kayla? Um, you can find me over on Facebook. I'm not as present over there. Or you can shoot me an email. My email is purposefullyfitlife at gmail.com. That is part of my team name. And really what I stand for is finding purpose in your life. So that is always a great place to find me as well. Awesome. awesome. Well, Kayla, thank you so much for coming on today. You've really brought so much purpose into our lives today. Um, and we really look forward to kind of keeping in touch and hearing about your journey. Thanks thank guys so much. It was such an honor to be a part of this and I am just so grateful. All right, guys.